Hi, people. How are you? Welcome back to another episode. I am back again. So there there goes it for me. Ignore my creaky ass, rackety ass chair creaking in the back because this chair is probably 10 years old at this point and the cushion's worn down. The back doesn't even reach like the the back of my chair is like probably at a 45 degree angle at this point without having to recline it. So it's a pretty old chair. My dad, this was like a hand-me-down, so ignore it because it's old. But it's not as bad as Jordan's, and Jordan's is not as old as my chair. Do with that information what you want. I'm back again. Right. It's crazy. So what else has been happening? Had the maintenance therapy sesh. Also still been reading this goddamn book, Untethered Soul. Because I'm trying to untether. I'm trying to let loose. Trying to let go of my ego. And that's fucking hard for me. Because I'm a Leo. Okay? I'm just going to admit it. Because I need... I need... I need to get myself right before Leo season. Because during every Leo season, I got to be there. Okay? That season was meant for me. And if I'm in my flop era during Leo season, I'm going to kill myself. Because nothing... There's nothing like being alive during your birthday month. It's just something that it just brings like like the gravitational pull of the earth just like aligns so that you feel your best. You know what I mean? And because summer is coming and I'm feeling that summer sun, the inner Leo in me is like, oh, the sun feels kind of nice, you know, because the sun is the ruling planet for Leo. So I'm just I'm just trying to get there, man trying to get myself right before Leo season and I feel the motivation like no other because nothing is as internally driving as your birthday coming up because that shit makes me existential you know I remember a while ago I don't even remember what episode I talked to it about but um I was talking about how last year for my birthday you know when I turned 25 That was actually me living like my full year as a 24 year old. Like I was a full 24 year old and now I'm about to be a full 25 year old, right? But I'm going to turn 26. So I'll be a fresh 26 year old, but a full 25, 24, 23 and counting backwards all the way to fucking zero, you know? So something that I've been thinking about a lot is like when... I'm growing older, right? Like all these things that happen to me, I'm just not letting them go. You know, I just keep on holding on to them and using them to kind of develop who I think the person I should be, like the kind of person I should be becoming. But in reality, I don't need to hold on to any of it. I don't need to hold on to anything that's happened to me. I don't need to you know, keep on thinking about what's happened to me in the past because it happened in the past. And it sounds really obvious to just say it, but it's like another thing to feel it, you know, because I realized that I just don't let go of things. I think it's because I don't talk about it properly, but now I'm getting to a point where I'm kind of getting tired of this, this really like victim oriented narrative that I've been giving myself because of my past but 
really, I would still be alive even if those things didn't happen to me. So that means that they don't really define me. You know what I mean? I am just the person that experienced them, but I'm not the experience itself. I'm bigger than that, right? So I've just been trying to let go of that ego, man. But at the same time, I fucking love having an ego. It's funny, makes me fresh, keeps me young. But, you know, in things, especially life, you know, you need lots of moderation, right? And what I love to do as a human being on this earth is to be a hypocrite because it's fun and it keeps you humble and it makes it so that people don't take you too seriously. In my last episode, you know, okay, come on, come on, give me a break. Like in my last episode, I was like, very, <laughs> or like two episodes ago, you know, I was pretty upset and just very like kind of critiquing myself and you know you just gotta go through that that's fucking character development okay like nobody has the balls to bully me which I'm glad good because if somebody did bully me in this day and age they're gonna get a fucking rested but I kind of have to healthily bully myself right so that I can become better and la-di-da la-di-da but so I have to bully myself and keep myself humble so that I just become hotter and better and all that good stuff. And so the reason I'm a hypocrite is because I was talking about, you know, like I smoke too much and I'm trying to tone it down. And then tell me why the next day I contemplated like recording my first sesh, like my first sesh during a podcast you know and I was like wow it'll be really cool but I was like huh like what kind of message is that gonna send if that's like literally the episode like right after my little vulnerable time but you know what that's the human experience bitch you know you just go through it so that you can go back up and I just needed to go down so I can go back up and now I'm up and I'm like you know I'm stuck I'm up and I'm stuck just like that lyric and I'm feeling if I, if I really had to slow down, okay, let me slow down here because I'm getting kind of excited. Let me just take a deep breath. But yeah, if I had to kind of take a step back and talk about how I'm feeling at the moment, I feel like I'm slowly building up my self-esteem and confidence again as a person to you know take chances and do things I don't usually do again because I really get caught up in routine and comfortability and you know being in my safe space which is my home you know like I'm paying like 150 bucks a night for this goddamn Airbnb I'm gonna stay in it especially if I'm working five days a week I can barely stay in this house even though I'm paying for it. So, of course, on my days off, obviously, I'm going to want to stay here, enjoy my AC, enjoy the cats, enjoy my fucking balcony, my kitchen, like just all of the above, right? But I am learning that getting comfortable like this is not good because as a human, you know, in this age of indulgence where everything is so easy to grab and a tap away that you need some challenge and so I'm not necessarily actively challenging myself because that already happens to me at work so why would I do that when I'm not at work I don't need to clock in like that and give myself assignments and 
be that serious, but I just kind of made this decision where if people ask me to hang out, I'm probably going to say yes, unless I have to drive. But yeah, I'm probably going to say yes. And so I made plans this weekend and right now I'm recording this on July 4 and I'm not going to say happy July 4 because this is a holiday for white people, but um, it's nice to have a day off. I'll say that it's nice to have a day off. And, um, yeah, so this weekend I'm going to have some beach plans. You know, like I said, I need the sun in the summer and I really feel like that's been helping me because even after like I've been getting home after work, me and Jordan will take a lap, take a little stroll around uh, this future park in our neighborhood. And it's nice to get the sun. I'm like, dang, like I'm I'm getting that melanin in my system and I'm just feeling like the energy from the sun and getting warm and just feeling like the vitality and shit. And it feels good, you know. I definitely think these long days help me out too with that issue that I have about like feeling like I'm running out of time. Like by the time the sun sets at like eight o'clock or eight 30, I'm like, yo, I'm kind of tired of the sun today. Cause it was kind of hot and it greened me out and stuff. And so by the time the sun sets, I'm like, wow, like now the night started now it's like finally cool outside and it's nice weather. And, um, it just makes me have more energy. I need these long days. Like I feel like the winter short days, they just they just do something to me every year and every year it's just a little bit different cuz you know life is a little bit different every every year. And so like whenever the seasonal fucking depression comes, I'm like, "Whoa, like whoa. I'm like shaking in my boots like I've never felt something so deep before, but in reality, bitch, this shit happens every year in like a different color but same package and I'm like shook every time. It's kind of crazy. Um, so I've been just trying to enjoy little things, you know, cause that's what we fucking got in life. And that's what I'm realizing. Cause like, I'm even trying to like plan a birthday trip right now. And I'm like, Jesus, like, I hope the Airbnb fucking crash comes by the time I'm supposed to book my birthday so I can book that shit for like $5. But Airbnbs are fucking expensive. Like even when you put that option of like before taxes or whatever, or even post taxes of what the amount is, I'm like $700. Jesus Christ. Like for three days, four days, that's fucking crazy. Even looking at a hotel, I was like, bro, you gotta be kidding me. So I gotta fucking hit up the TikTok algorithm and search up like my fucking my plan. Cause that's kind of what I've been doing for like, like when me and Jordan went to New York, when we went to San Diego, when we did like our, um, what is this? Our little like NorCal, NorCal road trip. We were just kind of looking up TikToks of like places to eat, like where to go, all these kinds of things. And it's, I kind of like using TikTok as like a search engine in that sense, because then you actually get to like see the video and then you can kind of rule out like what's the BS and what's not. Because like if you get on a TikTok and like the person's like, hey, guys, like this is the best place to get your coffee in San Diego. You're like, oh, OK, this bitch got it. Like, you know, if this bitch made the trek all the way to go over there and make this video, then maybe it's worth it. And then you see the video and it's whack. You're like, yeah, right. It's false, false narrative. So 
I just be using TikTok to plan vacations and stuff. And that's another thing that I've been realizing is that when you get older, nobody wants to fucking plan your birthday. And I'm very lazy and stuff and very vain. And when nobody wants to plan my birthday, I'm like, oh, shit, it's on me. But you know what? I'm a genius because I honestly am not a host. I think in community college, I would have loved to have my own house and plan. And maybe that's more like an era for my 30s. You know, like me and Kendra were talking about how, you know, a dinner party kind of scene is like really it's like mellow but social enough and you still get to like share something like cook together or something just something that is chill enough to do in the house but it's not like I'm gonna put a rager in my house because if I see somebody fucking wear their shoes inside my house or like spill something on the floor or butt my wall I'm gonna go fucking crazy because I'm gonna make them pay for that shit but so instead of doing a birthday party I was like you know what I would rather take days out of the month, hang out with a friend one on one, get a nice dinner with them. And maybe I'll get fucking six dinners, two dinners, three dinners. I'll get more than one dinner and I don't even have to plan it. You know, maybe they'll reach out to me. Who knows? But I'm just like, I would rather have one on one dinners with close friends than a huge party. And that's my hot take. I don't know. I feel like I don't really have a group of friends. I was talking with Jordan about this the other day that I don't really have a group of friends. Like I have multiple friends, but they're not all mutual connections. <coughs> so, um, yeah, I just don't have a friend group. And I feel like, you know, the one that I do have that I would say is, of course, Alchemy with Ashleya, Kendra and me and that's like a middle school friend group, you know, but it's not like we're hanging out every week because Ashley is over in the Anaheim area. Kendra is back and forth from Long Beach to here in Santa Clarita. And I'm here at HQ kind of just holding it down with my cats. So I don't really see them that often. And, you know, when you're an adult, the hangs that you have with your friends are more of like not not so not so candid anymore because you kind of got to plan it out and take the time out of your schedule to do it nowadays. Um, but yeah, so I don't really have like a main posse group. Like maybe I have like the group of people I hang out that are coworkers, the ones that are childhood friends, the ones that are schooling friends. But a lot of the time I feel like I hang out the best like one-to-one -one with somebody because I feel like I can make a better connection. I can give them more of my attention. You know, I can entertain them a bit more. It's just more suited for my personality because I feel like I definitely do best when it's just me and the person talking together. So I'm going to cash in a birthday party for at least three separate dinners with three, three separate friends who want to hit me up. Just let me know. I already made the August calendar schedule. So right now it's blank, but I am unavailable, unavailable from the 17th to the 20th. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But yeah, so, um, speaking of speaking, going back to the sobriety topic, you know, I don't really think I'm the cold Turkey type because I'm too indulgent, you know, um, why am I going to work so hard if I don't even get to enjoy the one thing that I really do enjoy, 
just a smoke. Okay. Fucking shoot me in my foot. And I'm a fucking uh, like people are addicted to coffee. Nobody says shit about that. People are addicted to wine at the end of the night. Nobody says shit about that. And I just fucking love a J at the end of the night. Like fucking shoot me in my foot. And you know, I don't know why I feel so weird about my how often how frequent I smoke I think you know weed is neutral right and so it's the way that you use it and the intentions that I was using it with were not of the purest form you know I was just using it to make myself feel better because I I wasn't able to do it intrinsically so I was like okay give me that external stimuli like give me that dopamine like I need that shit but um yeah, I'm not the cold turkey type if I know like if I'm not going to be tested for it and if I'm paying for it on my own and if I'm in my own house and it's like my day off and I'm just like sitting here twiddling my thumbs. I'm like, I would rather smoke and then read my book or like play some league because I'm a gamer girl now. But um, I am. See, I'm getting defensive. I'm, I'm like really expressive with my voice. And that's why I think I get so lost in the sauce with like my emotions and my ego is because I really love playing the part. Like I can really I can really get into it, man. You don't know. Like I, I will act so good to this bit that you won't even think it's a bit. And then I'll be doing so good at acting that I feel like if somebody is responding to it, in a way that they're convinced by it, I'm like, oh, no, 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 like, I'm joking, girl, like, you're taking me too serious, but, um, yeah, I'm so theatrical and expressive that I just kind of get, like, I, I get into it, I don't, I don't know, I, it's not a good or a bad thing, but I'm just trying to work on it so that I don't get so absorbed from it that I get, like, taken away from, from from being grounded you know that I don't get swept away with with my thoughts and emotions that I'll just I'll just sit back from afar and watch them go by like cars on the freeway as the people on the calm app have said millions of times to me already but you know that's kind of something else that I've been doing or trying to do a little bit more often is to meditate because I feel like um you know, therapists and all this stuff, like say meditation is really good for you for mindfulness and all that. Um, but I feel like the main thing that I really did grab and grasp and firmly grasped tightly onto was the principle that when you're meditating, like you are supposed to have your thoughts like stray from concentrating. But the main important thing is that even when you stray, you remember to like bring your consciousness back to the center, which is something that I think has been helping me throughout the day as well, which is like, you know, maybe I'll get like sucked up into something. Whoa, that's uh, sucked up. But I'll get really sucked into something and then I'm like, oh, wait, like um, I'm really focused on this right now. But if I peel back a little bit, I can enjoy it like a little bit more and feel more calm because I don't have to be a hundred percent into that experience or that emotion to feel tapped in, you know, because, you know, if you combine dissociation with really like passionate feelings, you're going to get lost in the sauce. And I got lost in the sauce for like months because of that, with that formula. So I'm trying to be careful of that now of not trying to get so sucked up in my emotions, but the same, the, the, the very like, uh, again, with the contradictory human experience is that 
it's fun to be a, like very dynamic and emotional and passionate because I feel like, you know, what's life without feeling fucking excited about something or very like getting angry for no reason or expressing emotions like that. And I feel like maybe I really do like to express my emotions like really dynamically and obnoxiously because I usually don't at work. I don't really do that. Like maybe I'll be really engaged with a conversation that I'm having with my patients or my coworkers, but I feel like I'm not really putting out like my super obnoxious self. And I feel like that's one of my favorite versions of myself is being like obnoxious and unapologetic and funny and loud and not being afraid to take up space. Cause usually I subconsciously do things to do the opposite. I do the I do things to not make too much loud noises, to be careful of other people's feelings. But when I'm with people that I'm comfortable with, even like in my solitude, like I'll go fucking crazy. I'll bounce off the walls. I'll be as obnoxious as I want, as loud as I want. But then when I'm around other people, like I turn into like this whole different facade, you know. And so I'm trying to work on growing so that I can maybe mesh the two together which sounds kind of crazy like maybe I will end up having like two alter egos but I kind of I honestly I kind of do have some alter egos right now like there's one alter ego that I have that it's like my higher vibration and I call her lib like liberation right like freedom and then like there's a lower vibration version of myself that I call melody because she's melodramatic like the ego and so you know it's just me lib and melody just fucking living our lives in here and it's crazy to have like names from like that because it it sounds like I have multiple personalities or something but really like which person does not you know because you have so many kind of personalities when you're talking to people that you're just like which one really am I but really you're just the person who's like paying attention to having the the different personalities And, you know, maybe I'm rambling a lot, but I did have some good coffee, so I could leave it at that. But um, but yeah, so I've been reading a lot about this book and a a lot of the principle is about like letting go. And so one of them was talking about letting go of the pain that you have. Right. As I was talking about earlier when I was saying, like, you know, you're not really your experiences, you're not your thoughts or your feelings, because those are all objects of your consciousness your consciousness is like a computer processing your senses processing what people say to you what things happen to you but really (coughs) but really all you are is the consciousness that's paying attention to all these things right and so the book says that a big part of kind of getting beyond yourself is to let go of the pain you're holding on to deep within. And one night when I was reading that, I was like, whoa, like if I really do let go of all this pain inside of me, like I don't even know what's going to be left, you know, because the things that you have in your mind that you give attention to, you're feeding it. So if you think of your mind as like a garden, right, maybe something really traumatic or really problematic happens to you and we'll say that that event is like a bad seed. So that bad seed's in your garden now, right, in your garden mind and you the next day, like let's say after this thing happens, you kind of think about what happened the previous day in the past, right? 
And so you're thinking about this bad thing that happened to you. You're thinking about this bad seed and your attention to it is like the water. So you're watering this bad seed that's growing roots in your mind and it becomes a foundation and you start to learn how to live your life around pain. And what the problem with this is, is that if you don't learn to properly let go of that pain on the heart level, when you feel it in your chest, just pure feeling, like no logic, when you don't let it go at the heart level, it starts to go to your mind. And, you know, when you feed this bad seed with the attention and it starts to become very tunnel vision like that's the only thing that you can see is the negative and I was so in the I was so deep in this like so much recently that's why I'm fucking lib right now I'm liberated but yeah so you give this this bad seed all your energy and then all of a sudden now you're just like living a life that's like totally unfamiliar to what you were living before and you have all this pain inside you that you haven't let go of but because it's so like your your lore right you as a person you have lore you have all this background and past that just kind of makes you who you are but but because now like over the years and years of you living you have all this pain and all these seeds that were planted inside you so long ago that you haven't let go of that now you've kind of not noticed that you built your whole personality your whole psyche around pain right and of course as people of fucking the animal kingdom of human nature we don't like pain like that's the total exact opposite of what we need to enjoy our lives so what we do when we feel pain is we push it away because we don't want to feel it and then when we push it away you know what happens i'll let you guess when we push it away it just gets even more powerful whenever it gets triggered again because you didn't get rid of it right and so it's kind of like a late fee on a book like you keep on letting it be late week by week and just by ignoring it and throwing away the reminders of your late fee that doesn't mean that it's gone sis it means that it's getting bigger and the monster is getting uglier because you don't want to acknowledge it and the only way to get rid of it and get past it is to look at it Look at your fears in the face with all the discomfort and then just let it go because you're not supposed to solve it. You know, you couldn't you couldn't do have done anything about the past because it's already in the past and you just got to let it go. Just like in the last part of Drew Barrymore in Sizz's album, when Sizz's grandma is like, you just got to let it go and it transitions into Drew Barrymore. That's kind of how I I kind of like hear let it go in my head when I when I read it. So I'm just trying to like let it go and move on from whatever I haven't let go because like I said the lore it runs way too deep. I've been alive for fucking 25 years already and if you think I remember every bad thing that's happened to me maybe I do but your soul remembers it even if you don't you know so that's why you get certain tightness in your chest or anxiety when certain things come up that that make you feel defensive. It's because it's triggering something that made you feel pain in the past and since you didn't know how to deal with it and you pushed it away, then, um, you know, the fear rears its ugly head and you're like, Ooh, what the fuck is that? And it scares the fuck out of you, you know? But, um, yeah, I think I came face to face with some of my monsters recently and 
You just got to untake that root out and let it go. And you got to realize that the more you try to avoid pain throughout your life, it's actually making it an even fucking bigger doorway for more pain, but more pain just embroidered throughout everything you do. So I just am trying to learn right now that when you live your life, you can only control yourself, you know, right? Like these are the things that I've always heard these concepts again and again, but thanks to my fucking prefrontal cortex, that's finally kind of growing and maturing and absorbing the shit. It's finally actually clicking with me that concept that one, you're not your thoughts or your feelings Two, um, that weed is giving me short-term memory loss. And three, um, what is number three? Well, I'm kind of zonking out right now and I haven't even smoked. But basically, like, all I'm trying to say is that when, when you don't let go of your pain, you just actually feel even more pain. So... I'm just trying to live an easier life, a more fulfilling life. I feel like all I've been wanting this whole time is inner peace and stuff. And the universe really gave it to me. And you know how it gave it to me? By giving me a psychotic break. Because I needed something to bring me back down to earth. Just show me how bad I was treating myself. To now kind of liberating me. Because right now I'm lib, right? To liberating me to kind of just giving me some tough love to acknowledge that, hey, I'm not treating myself right and now I'm being given the tools to treat myself right. So, you know, just fucking water off a duck's back as people say, if people still say that. But anyways, I would like to get into my my media so recently me and Jordan uh, we've been watching the idol that weekend show with Lily Rose Depp and in my opinion whenever I was watching it I was like whoa like I'm not really a prude but I was like dang like this would be the most uncomfortable thing to watch in front of my parents or watch at home or watch in front of anybody for a matter of fact like even watching it with Jordan I was like whoa like this shit's like this shit's literally like porn, like kind of crazy funky. But it was actually also ridiculous in a funny way. Like when The Weeknd was like, hey, Angel in the mirror. And when he was just acting in general, I was just kind of getting the ick from him. I was like, oh, I feel like I can't listen to his music the same. Because just the character that he plays in that show is gross. <laughs> that series was, was not my favorite. It did have some good songs that were pretty catchy. Like, I'm not going to lie. Me and Jordan, like, after we would watch an episode, would be fucking singing her song. Um, I forget what song it was. I don't even remember. It was kind of not really important at this point. But, yeah, so we watched The Idol. It was fine. We're going to try to watch another series soon because we already finished all five episodes of Idol. So maybe, dare I say, we're going to watch The Bear. Um, but as far as music, I have been tuned into lots of oldies because I feel like it's easier for me to kind of get grounded by listening to some 80s soft rock, 80s love songs. Okay. And, um, they just make me feel very light and airy and help me romanticize my life. So first off, I'm going to say Lost in Love by Air Supply. 
I ran, parentheses, so far away, by A Flock of Seagulls, Foolish Heart by Steve Perry. And as far as newer songs, I'm going to put Nobody's Clown by Los Yesterdays, All of Our Yesterdays by Mac DeMarco, and um, From the Pink Tape by Lil Uzi, I'm going to say Patience with Don Tolliver and also Mama, I'm Sorry. And um, yeah, I know this was like a kind of a longer episode, but you know, it doesn't even matter. Like I'm just kind of recording what I want to record. And I always like say that as like some sort of like defense mechanism, but really nobody cares. They're going to listen to however long this episode's going to be. So I appreciate that. And I appreciate your, your listen and Thank you for giving me this time out of your precious day. I hope that you have a good day after listening to this and that I was able to keep you some company, hopefully make you laugh a little bit, maybe give you some good songs because, you know, we're in charge of two things in this life, right? Because nothing's in our control. We can't even control how our cats will act to us, how our parents will act to us, how our partners will act to us. We can only control how we act to ourselves and also our music. So you better have some good music taste because that's all in your control. And if your music taste sucks, that's on you. So I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this. Um, It's definitely been fun again to kind of get back and finding my voice again because I feel like I was so down in the trenches that now I'm like, dang, like I'm... I thought I was like in economy or coach or something, but this whole time I was like in business premium slash first class. Like it's kind of nice up here. So I'm going to try to my best to um, take care of myself, take care of others and you. So thank you for lending me your ear and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.